With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. Slider for the lead and the win. He tagged the Cookman Drag Race to the line. Who got it? Give it to Rico. With your host. NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch, and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman that can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. It's episode 78 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. We are back after a week off after I spent a couple days late model racing last week on Tuesday and Wednesday uh, with the Castro Flow Racing Night in America series at Eldora and at Brownstown. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't sprint cars, but... You have you have late models in the family now, right? I mean, you gotta we gotta watch these late model races now. Unfortunately, yeah, for better or worse, <laughs> for better or for worse. Uh, it looked like Larson put on a show at Bristol in the late model. Yeah, that was uh, that was entertaining to say the least, for sure. The uh, the racing and the off track commentary was uh, was equally as exciting. What a night <laughs> that was. <laughs> At Bristol, uh, got sent to the tail. What in his heat race and his feature? Uh, I'm not sure about the heat race. I only saw the feature, but um, yeah, supposedly it was late to staging. Uh, there are are conflicting reports of that. I don't know the you know all the details, obviously. But regardless, he got penalized for being late to staging uh, and had to go to the back and basically got to Jonathan Davenport at the white flag and hit the wall and it was over but then his comments afterwards were <clears throat> you know i don't 
I don't know that I can remember an interview like that with Larson where he was that, you know, that fired up. So that was, uh, it was entertaining. I've never seen him that mad either. Um, I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember a time that he's ever attacked, like, you know, attacked someone like that. That was, that was wild. Um, essentially he basically said, I'm the only one running double duty, like, you know, a little, a little leeway here on getting to my car. Well, and it's not even, I mean, it shouldn't even be leeway. I mean, they're the rules, the rule, right? And so again, like, I don't, I wasn't there. I don't know what went down, but if they said in the driver's meeting that you have whatever it is, 10 minutes until, you know, from the horn until you got to be in staging, you got to be in staging, Like it doesn't matter how many cars you're running. Like that's the rule. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they didn't penalize him and he was late to staging, that looks, that looks bad. But obviously, you know, after what he said, you know, he kind of makes them look bad because, you know, they, you know, he is the only one running double duty and, and he was late. But, you know, it's like I was talking to somebody at the IndyCar race this weekend. It was like, you know, maybe maybe the next time that happens, you have somebody down there in his sprint car pit room because they were pitted. The sprint cars were on one side of the track and the late models were on the other side. I don't know who was on the front, who was on the back, but they were on opposite sides of the track. So it's like, maybe you have somebody down there, like reminding them, Hey, you got, you got 10 minutes, you got seven minutes, you got five, you got three minutes. Like you got to go like something to help him, you know, because he was the only one running double duty. And when you're on opposite ends of the track, it's probably easy to, you know, lose track of time. So, uh, live and learn for everybody, I'm sure. But, um, it was, uh, it, it made the, uh, it made it more, all the more exciting. Larson really knows how to become a storyline on a weekend uh, after he kicks their ass at Eldora. He lapped up the fourth. Uh, and, was, and I'm talking about, you know, we were about to talk to Cap Henry about, you know, how rough that racetrack was at Eldora. I loved it, dude. It was a freaking video shooter's dream, man. It was choppy. Cars bouncing all over the place. You know, adding a little character Eldora is what I grew up with, man. That's awesome. Like, it was badass. And Larson just drives through the holes and laps up the fourth. And the, one of the best, you know, probably besides the dream and uh, the world 100, one of the best late model fields we've seen at Eldor in a long, long time. Um, then gets out of the car after he stomps their asses and is like, I'm not coming back for the million because my friend's getting married. Uh, even though I'm the best car and driver at Eldor right now. Uh, you know, you know, he's, he's now one in what is it? Seven classes at Eldora, six classes. Yeah. All three, you sat all three, you sat cars, NASCAR the truck, the late model and the truck. So six. Yeah. Uh, arguably one of the best drivers at Eldora in history, you know, right there with Jack Hewitt, um, who have, who has also won with six different classes at Eldora, uh, but not going to the million disappointing, um, you know, to, he could have run the million if his you know, friend wasn't getting married, um, you know, on Wednesday and Thursday. But, um, you know, he wouldn't have been able to run the World 100 because of the NASCAR schedule. But a um, million dollars. You have the best car in the world at Eldora and you're not going to go. That's that yeah. stinks. But, um, you know, Brownstown the next night, Jonathan Davenport wins, who's arguably the second or third best. Uh, you know, actually, J.D. is probably the best dirt late model driver in the world right now. Uh, which makes what Larson did at Bristol even more impressive, chasing him down. But um, no, dirt lane model racing is fun right now. It's it's where the money is. Um, it's it's uh, it's where the the you know the most people watch on flow right now. Uh, 
um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's huge. So we're going to keep talking about it and, and we'll see what, uh, you know, what these guys can do as the million closes in. Uh, we also raced USAC national silver crown series at Terre Haute. One of the, one of the best Sumar classics I've seen in a long time. Um, you know, uh, who, who am I thinking of? Um, Parker's dad. Scott and, Ronk, and Bernie. Yeah. yeah. Scott Ronk and Bernie have really turned Terre Haute around. Um, they've, if you, if you watch the video of the place, you know, new lights, um, the walls, you know, look immaculate. They're getting ready to paint, you know, the new guardrails and stuff like that. But Terre Haute is back and it's gotta be one of the best, you know, tracks back in Indiana again now. Yeah. Which is great. Um, you know, cause obviously it's a badass racetrack and always has been, uh, but the facilities were definitely in, in need of some upgrades. And, um, the next thing they probably need to upgrade is the, the infield scoring tower. Um, just because that thing's been there since that track was built the fifties or whenever it was built and the, um, it's a little tight in there, as you well know, T-Bone, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they've, I think they've like upgraded the stereo, you know, the, the speaker system, the, you know, or the PA system around the racetrack, you know, they've, um, you know, they gave it a, you know, a facelift obviously with that wall and, um, track was great. I thought on Sunday, I mean, it was. Um, that was everything you could want out of that place. And, you know, had, had some character again, you know, it was rough and kind of, you know, choppy there on, on entry in a couple places. And, um, they had a great field of cars. I don't remember what the, um, what the, the exact, you know, numbers and stuff are, but they had close to 40, which was like the most they'd had on a half mile since like 97 or something. I mean, or, or a long time. I don't know if it was that long ago, but it was a long time that they had have that many cars on half mile. Um, so, uh, which bodes, I think, great for the two mile races, which those numbers are always high. So, um, you know, hopefully everybody that was there is either able to get their shit fixed that, uh, the guys that destroyed it, because there's several of those too. Um, hopefully those guys can get their, their stuff back together and everybody that was, uh, you know, that was there and didn't have problems is able to, you know, continue on down the road for the rest of the year. Cause I think, I think the Silver Crown series has, you know, as much momentum and potential right now as, as anything else. And it's probably got the least amount of controversy surrounding it too. Um, you know, which, you know, on track and off, you know, the midget deal, I think people are still worked up about the Justin Grant Port city thing. And, um, you know, the sprint car deal obviously has had their, their kind of black cloud hovering over them. So Silver Crown cars, you just show up and, hot lap and qualifying race and that's the way it should be so i hope that uh hope that people are are giving that series the respect it deserves buddy kofoy made his usac silver crown debut and nearly won the thing um broke something on the car that uh cost him a victory do you know what it was like a right right front shock or uh he said i think like a stop came off the right front or something i thought um blake's calling me do you know what he wants no idea what he wants Blake. Should I answer it and tell him where he's on the podcast? Hold on. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> hey, you're live on, what is this, episode 78? Yeah. You're live on episode 78 of the Loud Pedal podcast right now, Blake. What do you got to say, oh, Blake? We're, was... we're literally recording right now. Oh, I call me. you can call me back when you get done. Do you have anything you want to say to T-Bone first? Hi, Tyler. Hi. How are I you? don't think I'm going to see him this weekend because it looks like rain. Oh, uh, boy. Breaking yeah. news, everybody. All right, Blake, I'll call you when, we, when we're done. Okay. Our You're buddy bad. Blake Anderson. 
Man, yeah, it does look in crossover right there. Blake will be at the Let's Race 2 this weekend where the World of Outlaws will be featured on Dirt Vision and the USAC National Sprint Car Series will be at Eldora Speedway. I will also be there. It does look like rain on Friday, but hopefully maybe we'll race Let's Race 4 on Saturday. Uh, we've done that before, you know. Uh, I think I've actually done that with the Let's Race 2 last year, and then the Courtney ran the King's Royal. Well, one of the King's Royal and raced it in the daytime, and Larson ran the nighttime race, so. Uh, yeah, Eldora, you know, we could race all four on, on Saturday. That'd be fun. But, um, yeah, heading there this weekend and hopefully we get to see Blake there. Um, let's get into our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week. We were just talking about Buddy Kofoid, um, who's a possible candidate, you know, driving to the front of Terre Haute in the Sumar Classic. Nearly won the thing. Broke with, uh, was it like 18 laps to go or something? Um, the end. Terre Haute, not only did the racetrack find a fountain of youth, um, so did a few drivers. We saw Jerry Coons Jr. Um, get his best career, or no, best USAC Silver Crown Series finish since I believe, was it 2014 or 2015? I, I couldn't, I didn't see the date. It was it was somewhere in that range, 2014, 2015, 2016. Uh, best since he finished second at Belleville in 15. His best finish since 20, you said 15? Yep. At Belleville with the USAC Silver Crown Series, he finished second, led the race late. Um, Grant, I think, snuck him on one of the restarts, and and drove by him and won the race. So Justin Grant won the Sumar Classic. Not only did Coons have a good run, Bill Rose uh, was running in the top five throughout the night in the Silver Crown Series, too. It feels like we're back in the 90s and the 2000s uh, with Jerry Coons Jr. and Bill Rose running up front at Terre Haute. I had a blast watching Terre Haute. Um, the Silver Crown Series is fun this year. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, and like I said, you know, I mean, there's it's there's a great mix of guys who are you know veteran racers like Jerry and Bill Rose and Brian Tyler and you know Shane Cottles running I think a full time deal with Josh Hodges this year, and then you've got new guys like Buddy and Emerson Axum and Jason McDougal and um, you know Chase Stockton will be running if if he can get his stuff to run. You know, Justin obviously is kind of uh, you know, somewhere in the middle there, but, uh, it's a great group of, of just racers, you know, of guys that are the future of the sport and guys who are hall of famers and have been doing it for longer than some of the guys they've been, they're racing have been alive, you know? So, which is, is, um, you know, is, is kind of a cool mix, you know, that's it, the sprint car deal kind of used to be that way. Um, and, and, you know, silver crown series used to just kind of be, you know, the old guys and, and now it's, um, I think it's it's going to be some of the most fun and entertaining. It always has been, but I think just the mix of guys that are running this year is going to make it super entertaining. So um, I'm really excited about it. We took the week off, like I said, because I went to Eldora in Brownstown, um, and there were a lot of winners that we missed, including now the winningest sprint car driver in the country, Anthony Macri, um, who won, was it four of five or three of four? sprint car races um he won a bunch with the all-stars uh I'm, I'm trying to think of all the places he won he put on a dandy of a race against logan wagner at port royal speedway and you know um in the the keith kaufman classic that was a, an amazing race uh he won like a few nights before that anthony macri has now shot up to eight wins on the year carson macedo has six on the year i think he won at fremont and attica the past few weeks so there are some hat shake potentials uh, there. Justin Grant has six feature wins on the year. Jonathan Allard has six. 
and Jacob Jolly has six uh, on the year as well. Michael Pickens has six, and Kofoid has five. Damian Gardner has five. So those are kind of like the winningest um, drivers in the country right now. Sun Dollar Restoration is built um, to help you with water, fire, mold, restoration damage in the greater Indianapolis area. They're based in Carmel, Indiana. Um, this is Kim's hat shake, not Jason's. We got to uh, make that clear every week, right? Uh, and, and, and I don't know if Kimmy sent her hat shake this week, um, but Jason didn't either. So uh, find those guys at sundollar.net. They are great people. They support Dylan's career, Zeb's career, um, Christian Bruno's, Cannon Posey, a few others, um, and, and dirt racing. And they are great people at sundollar.net is where you can find them. They can help you with water, fire, mold, restoration, or put a new roof on your house when they get with your insurance company and you will likely pay nothing. Who is your hat shake? Uh, one that, uh, by the way, Briggs Danner also won with USAC East Coast Sprint Cars. That's right. Uh, as, did, as did the guy who I'm giving my hat shake to, which is Matt Mitchell, who won uh, the USAC CRA race uh, at Paris. And he hadn't won in six years, I think. Um, he, you know, of course is from out there and, and raced, you know, with CRA and everything for a long time. And, and then, you know, came to Indy and raced. Uh, um, I don't know if it was just for like a year or just during sprint week that one year, but had that really bad wreck at Terre Haute um, during sprint week. And then I think kind of stopped racing for a while, you know, shortly after that. Um, and then, you know, now I think is kind of back in it a little more regularly and, and won for the first time in six years. So, um, pretty cool feeling i'd imagine to you know to step away for a little while and get back in and kind of know that you still got it so um give him a hat shake that's a good one uh other winners trey jacobs won with the 410 sprint cars at attica logan shuhart won at bristol with the world of outlaw sprint car series so did spencer Baston, who held off kyle larson that was a dandy of a race uh at bristol you know Baston probably gets a look alex bright won with the usac east coast sprint cars at delaware Jared Horseman won with the USCS Sprint Cars at I-75 Raceway. My hat shake is going to go to 100%. Hunter Schurenberg for going into PA and beating the PA Posse at Lernerville. Big victory for them. It was their first of the year, and uh, hopefully that team gets rolling. Yeah, that was a good, good win for them. Your buddy Chase Johnson won at Ocean Speedway with the Wing 360 Sprint Cars. Dominic Selzy won in the 410 Sprint Cars at Silver Dollar Speedway. Bobby Santos won at South Boston Speedway. Uh, let's see, Justin Zimmerman, victorious. Let's see, Devin Borden won at Williams Grove. That's a big win for them. Uh, the wing four. Yeah, he's kind, of struggled. he's kind of struggled this year, I think, hasn't he? Yeah, he was pretty hot last year, and, and uh, yeah. they caught fire again. So that's a big win at Williams Grove for them um, to, to see them win again. You know, you mentioned Briggs Danner. I already mentioned uh, Spencer Basin. This was on Saturday, April 30th. Cole Macedo, um, you know, actually I mixed him and Carson Macedo up. So Carson Macedo is having a good year with the World of Outlaws. His brother, Cole Macedo, is also having a good year uh, with the Linders in Ohio. He won at Fremont. He won at Attica this past week. Um, likely going to see them at Eldora, I think, with the Outlaws this weekend if they go down there and run. But, um, you know, strong in Ohio with that car. Brian Brown won at Knoxville. Um, you know, the grass is green and the sky is blue. Uh, Frankie Her won 358 sprint car at Lincoln Speedway. Danny Dietrich won again at Lincoln. I think that might be 
his fourth or fifth on the year. Buddy Kofoid won at Muskingum County. I saw that um, with, with Bernie in the 410 Sprint Car Fast Series at Muskingum County. Um, that place is fun. That's a, that's a good racetrack. You already mentioned Matt Mitchell, who got your hat shake. Logan Wagner back to victory lane at Port Royal Speedway. We're, our guest today, Cap Henry, won at Sharon with the All-Stars. Corey Day won at Silver Dollar Speedway with the Northern Auto Racing Club. Santos won again. He's won twice this weekend, so he probably should uh, get a look, but we've already given our hat shakes. Sorry. Sorry, Santos. You don't get it. Team has won at Circle City. The USAC National Sprint Car Series is going back there in May. But uh, those are your winners. From We had to catch up for two weeks. Sorry about that. Hopefully we don't take any more uh, weeks. Lost. I'm at Eldora this weekend. Where are you going? Uh, Darlington. Throwback weekend. Throwback weekend already? Southern 500? Yep. No, it's they do it. They do it in the spring now. What the heck? Are they, they didn't want it. They didn't want to take away from their playoff implications. Are they distract <laughs> on the fall race? So it's Mother's Day weekend's the throwback race now. Don't they have a roval in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't want to distract from our playoff implications, but let's throw a roval in the playoffs. That's real good. We love, we love it. We, you know, the NASCAR Cup series. No comment. It's fun to watch. The NASCAR Cup series is actually really fun to watch. There's, that was a good. I've been actually following him, you know, betting money on the races, and I uh, don't tell my wife that. But now it's it's been a good year. I got about six minutes left, so I got to get our sponsors in. We are presented by Quick Pits and QuickPits.com. It's your one stop shop for over three hundred fifty thousand parts and accessories from the brands you demand. Truck Cheap Auto ATV with fast free shipping to your door. Use promo code Flow Sports at checkout. That's promo code Flow Sports. You can also go to our friends at Dirt Draft, dirtdraft.com, and use the promo code FLOWRACING to sign in. You potentially will get a T-shirt from Dirt Draft. They are having some fun games this weekend. I played with the Silver Crown Series um, at the Sumar Classic at Terre Haute. That was a lot of fun. I had to log in in here and see see how I did. I I think I have like 1,200 points on the year. You know, of course, I won the USAC National Sprint Car Opener at Ocala, parked it in P1. Um, this week you can play at Bridgeport with the Super Dirt Car Series. I think that's tonight. We're recording yeah. on May May third. Um, you also can play with the World of Outlaws Late Models at the Mississippi Thunder Speedway on Thursday. Uh, who else? The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. We've been talking about some dirt late models the past couple of week at Ponderosa Speedway. Oh, do you hear the Ponderosa's coming back? The Steakhouse. Yeah, the Steakhouse is making a comeback. I don't know if that's good or bad. You know what? You know what the key to the Ponderosa is? You go in there and you get the free salad bar with your meal. Then you just take the meal home and eat the salad bar like fully, like as a meal. Then you have two meals. Chestnut checkers. <laughs> you can also play dirt draft at the USAC Amazon National Sprint Car Series at Eldora Speedway. Also, the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars are at Eldora Speedway. More Mississippi Thunder Speedway action than also the Lucas Earl. The Lucas Oil Late Model Series heads to Florence Speedway. Play all that on dirtdraft.com this weekend. Tons of games to play. They have an app. You can follow how bad I do at the games. I likely only play like midgets and sprint cars and silver crown cars and wing sprint cars. My name is Heavy Lunch on the app. And um, if you see me in victory lane, give me a shout. Uh, and that is it. You know, thanks to our friends at Sun Dollar Restoration for 
not only being uh, great friends, but, uh, you know, Dylan's going to go hang out with them in May. You know, they, they always uh, have a bedroom waiting for us if we need to stay in Indy, even though your parents live right down the street from them. Uh, <laughs> but they're, uh, they're good friends. Um, it was actually Kimmy's birthday. So maybe we should give a Sunday is- restoration hat shake of the week to Kimmy because it was her birthday this past week. Oh, no, I didn't text her. I didn't text her. What a friend you are. I don't, I didn't see that. Was that Sharon? Oh, I'm, I'm texting her right now. Yeah, you better. I will. You're in trouble. Yeah. All right, let's talk to Cap Henry. This has been a fun return to the Loud Pedal podcast on episode 78. Uh, let's talk to the latest winner with the Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions who will be at Eldora this weekend with the World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series. Be sure to tune in. USAC National Sprint Cars head to Eldora Friday and Saturday for the Let's Race 2 on Flow Racing. You do not ever want to miss the Sprint Cars at Eldora. They're amazing. They're the best in the world. Greatest place to race. Best racetrack in the world. I'm biased. It's my home track. But it's the greatest racetrack in the world. There's no doubt about that. At Eldora Speedway. All right. Cap Henry's next. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. And we welcome you back on episode 78 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Race. And we were talking about in the open, uh, arguably one of the best finishes of the year so far for the Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions happened Saturday at Sharon. The winner has joined us, Cap Henry. Uh, First off, I want to know, so Brent Marks said he thought it was the white that you guys were coming to. Did you think it was the checkers that you were coming to? I knew we were coming to the checkered. Um, I think is what happened was, is they were actually almost because we were in lap traffic, they were behind throwing the flags for Brent. Um, So like I saw the white and kind of realized that like, they didn't really throw the white till after he had already gone under it. Um, So I knew that we were on the white flag. I don't know if that, you know, hindered his decision or not, but I knew we were coming to the checkered when we come off of four. Did that add any added intensity to your move and what you did? knowing that he didn't know? Um, I mean, I didn't realize that he didn't know at the time, but I definitely drove it into three and four for all I had when I saw him move up to try and see if we could win that thing. <laughs> that was that was a big move. Uh, I know that, like, from Blake's vantage point, you know, obviously the announcer of the All-Stars, it looked like he could hardly see it. That place gets pretty dusty. You know, I was there for Ohio Sprint Week last year. Uh, it's super slick. I mean – the view, the viewpoints there are pretty tough to see, but um, I think is it he just like plugged the outside going into three, right? And like you know tried to judge getting around a lap car and it slowed him up big time. And you were right there. I mean, the lap before you were right there though too. Yeah, I mean he had a he easily had a couple car lengths on me coming down the back stretch, um, and then like you know so he he was okay to probably roll around the outside of that one car. And then um, there just happened to be another lap car there that I think he didn't realize how slow that guy was going. And that, that really held him up and kind of got him stuck out. 
And that was just what allowed me to pull up next to him off of four. Yeah, that was a, that was a big win for you guys. You know, we were just, we were talking with my buddies drinking um, Blake's hard cider in the campground the other day. He's, he's a big fan and, and loves watching you guys race. Um, you know, you guys just seem to hit on some tracks like gas city, you know, you won last year and it's like, you know, you probably don't have a ton of laps at gas city, but you know, it's just, you hit on it that night. And then Sharon, obviously you have a lot of laps there being from that area, but it seems like when you guys get rolling, you're pretty good. Yeah. Um, last year we were definitely really hit and miss. Um, you know, we were a little underprepared to start the season. And I feel like that's the one thing that, um, over the course of last year and then through, this year we really worked or off the, you know, the off season for this year, we really worked on was just getting, was being ready. And I think it's shown that, you know, through the start of the season, we've been a lot more competitive than we were to start last year. Um, especially on such a short notice. Um, you know, we didn't, a lot of the guys that we raced with have raced for a little while. Now we started off that first points race at Attica was our first night racing for the year. And, um, it's been pretty good so far. How tough are the all-stars right now? I mean, we've talked the last couple of years on this show just about how deep they've continued to get every year. But, I mean, what's the competition like right now? It's tough. You've got, um, you know, some really good guys. And, um, you know, I, I feel like across the board, it's definitely one of the toughest years I've ever raced against the group of cars. Um, you know, really good. Pack's pretty good right now. Um, the 11 car with Piker, Parker Price Miller, that car is super competitive. Um, and then even all the way down to, you know, you've got Zeb, you've got Schaefer with a lot of experience behind him. Um, and then even the, the newer guys, um, they've got really competitive cars. Um, you know, Baylog's obviously really good with all his experience from all the IRA stuff. Um, you've got Wyndham and Kevin Thomas Jr. that I think once they get some experience, they'll be really tough. It's, it's a tough group of guys. You grew up in wing sprint car country, right? And you mentioned Wyndham and KT, like, um, I guess for people who are, you know, just now meeting you, like, what was your background in racing? Like, how did you get started? And, and growing up in wing sprint car country, did you like go to the three Oh fives and the four ten? What was your path? Um, so I started off racing carts, um, but I actually came from a road course background um, my dad and grandparents actually raced, um, they ran road course SCCA type cars. Um, so I'd actually gone down the route that I was shifter cart racing. Um, and then at the time I was about 14, 15 years old. Um, my dad sponsored, um, Craig Mintz and John Ivy, um, just as you know, the local guys that were good, um, friendly people. Um, my shifter cart deal kind of didn't work out anymore. And, um, the Mintz family offered me the opportunity to start racing a 305 at Sandusky on pavement because I wasn't old enough to race at Attica or Fremont yet on dirt. Um, and that was kind of when we made the switch. So I ran um, about two years of a pavement car, a pavement 305 at Sandusky. And then I started running, um, you know, dirt 305s at Fremont and uh, Attica. And then um, I actually made my first rookie year with the All-Stars in 2010. Is a pavement 305, is that, I mean those things get going pretty quick. I'd imagine, even though, even though it's a three Oh five, the wing, I'd imagine probably gets them going pretty quick still. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously been a little while since I drove one, so it seemed way faster back then, yeah. but, uh, it was, it was the same, same stuff as what the, you know, the three Oh fives are that run at Attica and Fremont. They were the same thing, just running pavement tires. Um, 
so they they were fast by all means it was um it was the fastest thing i'd ever drove at the time um it was definitely a little bit getting used to especially you know being a kid coming from go-karts i didn't understand you know getting tight behind somebody in dirty air and all that so it was a big challenge uh you know this weekend was your seventh all-star victory um you know you have i'm guessing a few in ohio i mentioned the gas city one last year i think you have one in pa um like where would you rate like the toughness and the difficulty of racing like as far as like fremont attica the locals uh you know the ohio scene compared to like a pa or a california or you know other places they race four tens um I mean, Attica and Fremont's, it's definitely up there. Um, Central PA is just tough because, I mean, to us, it obviously seems even tougher because we just don't race on half miles all the time. So, like, going to the Grove and Port, it's tough just because we're not used to that kind of racing. Um, So, you just drive a little bit different when you're on tracks that big and just passing people's different. Um, But it's definitely, it's tough. Each one's got their own challenges. Um, My opinion. And I think central PA is still a little bit tougher. Um, I can't, I don't really know on California. I've never, never been there. Never got to race there. It looks tough by all means. You know, it's like I said, it's almost that same thing as like going to Pennsylvania. It's just different. Their tracks are super small. A lot of times it looks like they're real hooked up. Um, but you see a lot of good guys and you obviously see a lot of guys come out of California that are really good. So it, it's gotta be a tough deal. Ohio tracks are obviously, you know, notoriously dry slick and, and, you know, you go to places like PA who they have slick tracks and stuff, but like, is it easier? Do you think, like, is it easier for a PA guy who's maybe used to like a big half mile Port Royal Williams Grove to go to an Ohio track where it is really dry slick, or is it easier for somebody like you with that experience to go to PA and race like on those type of tracks? Like where, where's the crossover in, you know, adaptation, you know what I mean? Um, man, I'm not real. Sure. It's probably a little bit easier uh, to go there. Um, you know, once you get on the half mile, you're just you just have to slow your reactions down a little bit. Um, not be as aggressive with the car. Um, I mean, everybody always complains about how slick dry or uh, Ohio tracks are, but like Port Royal is, is like as dry and as slick as they get too. So right. Um, you know, but it's just you're going you're going so fast there that it makes it different. But um, I would say it's probably a little bit easier to go there and you just have to mentally tell yourself to slow down a little bit. I know this uh, team that you got with, um, you know, lane racing for the past couple of years, uh, you know, they have been a good opportunity for you to race full time, you know, sprint car racing, you know, to go run with the all-stars. Do you feel like this is your best opportunity to win on a national level that you've had in your career? I do. Um, I'm really confident with the lanes. It's a really good group of people. Um, I've got a really good crew behind me. Um, you know, Zach and AJ, um, my car owner, Brett and Patty are awesome. Even, um, you know, Brad and Jim, when they come help, um, I just feel like it's one of those, I feel like I've made the most of a lot of the opportunities we've been given, um, versus other times in my career. I, I didn't, I just, you know, things just didn't go the way they needed to. Um, you know, we've got some really good funding with, you know, Blake's and, uh, um, Elliot's custom trailers and carts and the Tony Elliott foundation and whistle stop and, um, the sure shot tap house and pro auto wraps and just everybody that helps us. Um, you know, it's, it's just a good, good car. It's a good team. 
and it's a really good group. Um, you know, I've been in the situations where, you know, one bad apple really makes it rough. Um, and we just don't have that. Like we all get along and we don't, none of us really fight a lot. And, um, we all, you know, just want to work towards being a successful group. Is the hard ciders, what's the hard cider sponsorship? Is that money and product or like how much how, do they send cases to the shop or what do you guys get out of that? Um, a little bit of both, not a whole <laughs> lot of product. It's more money. Um, they're it's probably, probably best for everybody that it's more money and not so much product. <laughs> get a lot less done at the shop. Um, but it is a really good product by all means. Um, you know, Blake's is always coming out with new flavors. They've been expanding. They, um, they took over a company out of Washington. So they're always expanding and moving and, um, it's just a good growing company and I'm proud to be a part of it. Blake's is fire. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a Michigan guy. So you know, triple jam is fire. Uh, the, we were just talking about the fall recipe that comes out. The, the apple pie might be the best side I've ever had in my entire life. It is so good. Um, you know, you know, my home team, Michigan, we got, we got a route for the, you know, Blake's hard cider, but the whistle stop, you mentioned that. Oh my God, their food is so good. Like, uh, dude, I go there and I crush their food on the way to Eldora. That's a great play. Yeah, they're, um, they're a great partner. They just came on this year. Um, you know, and then they've got their sure shot tap house that, um, we were also lucky enough to work with. And um, yeah, you couldn't talk about, you know, we've got booze, we've got food. It's uh, just a great deal. Yeah, you got it all. You guys are set. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned the half yeah. miles. Um, so the the only bad, the tough thing about Ohio is like back in the day, Eldora used to run, you know, wing sprint cars a lot. And now it's really like the national tours come through and that's really the only time they race, right? Like Fremont Attica run locally. Um, but are you guys going with the Outlaws this week to uh, get some time at Eldora? Yeah, uh, we plan on going down there. Um, Eldora means a lot to our car owner, Brett. Um, they almost do their family reunions there every year. Um, you know, and it's just one of those things that as a driver, I've always wanted to be good there. Um, you know, and we've always we've always come up with excuses or reasons why we, you know, we didn't go race, you know, save our equipment, go do things we're going to focus on. And um, this year we decided as a group that we were um, Eldora was one of the things that we wanted to work on. You know, we wanted to, we wanted to get better there, you know, just in general of improving our race program, but um, we want to get better at Eldora. We want to be competitive at Eldora. So we're going to make the first step and go this weekend. I was at Eldora for the late model race. And I don't know if you saw any video footage, but Eldora is going to be completely different this year for almost every car that hits that racetrack because they laid down dirt uh, over the off season and it is a hammer down, uh, you know, like it was choppy. It, it's it's going to be a completely different racetrack than you've seen in a while. I did see some of the late mile race. Some of the drivers had some pretty awesome comments about the track conditions. Um, you know, hopefully they've gotten a little bit of time to work on it for us. Um, so it's not quite so bad. You know, they got a really good group down there. So I, I'm hoping it's going to be a good event. I don't want to see a cowboy up though that'd be sick <laughs> you guys probably like it smooth, oh, smooth man like right i've run a couple tracks that are real fast and cowboy up and i am not a fan i'm okay with that occasional rough and choppy fremont but i do not want to go that fast and hang on that hard yeah for sure uh well thanks for coming on the show congratulations on the win i know 
it was big for uh, you guys. And I saw you had your cage, Dan. You had your Blakes and your, you know, splashing all over the place. It's pretty badass. I, I drank one for you after. So congrats on the win. Good to talk to you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Cal.